It's Monday, September 14th, 2020. The current version of ACNH is 1.4.2. Dear listener, it's your Tiny Island Diary host, Antoinette. I just recorded this entire bonus episode without my microphone on, so this is take two. And today I have a bonus episode for you with a little something different. Due to a little scheduling snafu, we don't have a new interview episode for you this week. And of course, when I say we, I mean me, (laughs) because it's me at my one-person DIY workbench in my home in Austin, Texas. So in the first part of this bonus episode, I'm going to recommend for you some of the already published episodes to tide you over until next week. And then in the second part of this bonus episode, I'm going to share a few occurrences and thoughts that I've had as a bit of an extended diary entry. I have a lot of questions for you. So let's begin with recommendations for already published episodes. I can tell from statistics that many of you who are listening right now probably started listening somewhere in the middle of the season. You may have hopped around and listened to some of the episodes based on the program notes, Or you might have started in the middle and then started the beginning. Maybe you dropped off. Maybe you've heard them all. I'm not really sure. I can say that after eight full episodes, we have interviewed guests who are so varied and so interesting that I want to take a little bit of extra time right now to highlight each of them. But I'm going to do it a little bit differently. Rather than just give you a list of the eight and tell you what's special about them, I want you instead to think of your favorite villagers on your tiny island consider what their ACNH personality types are. There are seven personality types, and you probably have an extra fondness for one or two of them over the others. So I'm going to make recommendations based on who your favorite villager types are. Grab a pen and paper and get ready to jot down recommendations as they apply to you. These are episodes that are great for a first listen and a re-listen. If your peppy villagers bring you joy with their eternally sunny dispositions and their commitment to trendsetting and pop stardom, be sure to give a listen to Tiny Island Diary Episode 5 featuring Jasmine Dudley. As a content creator herself, she is right in time with the pulse of contemporary culture. You might also enjoy the eternal sunshine of Episode 8 with Annabelle, whose experiences with ACNH are all sweetness and fun. Are you drawn to your smug villagers, like I am, who radiate self-confidence, warmth, and social media savvy? Then you definitely want to listen to episode one with William Shipley, who has created a life of substance and style, both in and out of the game. And of course, ACNH content creator Ryan FTW offers up that perfect balance of knowing and striving in episode four. If you are down with your lazy villagers who simply love the pace of island life and tasty snacks, I recommend episode two with Ash Hall. Ash told me after recording that all islands are beautiful, and I agree. Annabelle in episode seven maintains the purest island of all the guests so far, and her interview suggests that she would. I would also say that you might enjoy episode six with Rusty Reels, who is the most avid Critterpedia completionist that I have met so far. He embraces island life with his in-real-life friends in the game without the need for the bells and the whistles. I love my snooty villager who's fashionable, self-assured, and generous in spirit, and if you also adore your snooty villagers... I'll recommend Jasmine's episode 5 again, as well as Kelly Greasy in episode 8, 
who has created a beautifully themed and um, just a meticulously curated island after only two months of gameplay. And Emily Flynn Jones in episode three, who sees the world through a very specific lens and has crafted her tiny island for a full end-to-end experience. Sisterly or Uchi-type villagers bring a no-nonsense point of view everywhere they go. They're practical with refreshing and surprising insights. I'll recommend, again, Kelly in Episode 8 and Emily in Episode 3. Jock villagers are always pumped and always ready to go. If you vibe with your jocks, you will vibe with the task-oriented Rusty in Episode 6 and the systems-minded Ryan FTW in Episode 4. Normal villagers are caring, wholesome, and supportive, like my Eunice, who still hasn't given me her photo. Also like Ash in Episode 2 and William in Episode 1. But I bet Ash and William would give me their photo. Eunice, if you're listening. Uh, There you have it. In this week between full episodes, go give one or more of those already published episodes a listen or a re-listen, and most importantly, engage with these fantastic guests, answer their questions on social media. Just be sure to tag this podcast in Twitter and Instagram. The handle there is at tinyislanddiary, or send me an email at tinyislanddiary at gmail.com. In the style of a typical full episode, I want to now share with you some recent experiences that I've had in the game, and I really, really want to hear if you have had any of these experiences and how you handle them. So let's begin with this really unusual, odd, strange occurrence. Louis, my jock villager, a few times a week will ask me to patrol a section of the island. A few days ago, he sent me a letter that he found a piece of art while on patrol and figured I would know what to do with it. And he sent me through the mail a genuine perfect painting. It seemed curious to me that ACNH wouldn't just send red to me more often because in my four months of gameplay, I think that he has visited only about six times. So I wonder if any listeners also feel like red or any of the other NPCs don't visit you as often as your friends or as people say, you know, out on social media. Um, For example, Celeste is another NPC that really doesn't seem to visit my island very often. And I also want to know, dear listener, if one of your villagers has given you genuine art for the museum or some other, you know, reward, like has one of your villagers given you, say, like a Gulliver or a Gullivar item or something. It just seems really strange to me, and I'm deeply curious whether I'm the only person who's had that experience. All right, uh, moving on. I have joked before about how Eunice, for all of her kindness toward me, has yet to give me her photo while other villagers have given me their photo twice. So I'm thinking about gift-giving strategy. For my first three months, I gave wrapped daily gifts of clothing to each villager in their preferred style and color. And obviously that worked with my jocks, peppies, and snooty because each of them has given me their photo twice. After incorporating wrapped fossils and then a wrapped kind of pricey DIY like an iron wall lamp or a hanging terrarium into a three-day gift cycle. So one day I'll give clothing, next day I'll give a DIY, next day I'll give a fossil. My smug finally gave me his photo after a couple weeks of that. But Eunice, my normal villager, has held out. 
She also seems to ask me for more favors than the other villagers. That could just be my imagination. I haven't counted. Uh, but my question for you is, if you have a normal villager who has given you their photo, what was your gift-giving strategy? And also, my cranky and sisterly villagers are new enough to my island that I don't expect that they would have given me their photo yet. But if you have advice for a gift-giving strategy for cranky and sisterly villagers, please share. Let me know. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is something that I would like for Nintendo to change about the game. Um, it is very, It has always been very odd to me how NPCs can see in your pockets. So um, in this past week, I have been moving an item from one end of the island to the other, and I will have one of the villagers rush up to me and ask me for that very item. And I don't like to tell them no, so this is a bummer, and obviously that's one reason why I'd like it to change. But it's also creepy to me when I sell something in Nook's Cranny and Timmy or Tommy will say something like, uh, you know, your wallet's full now, so I'm going to put the extra bells in bags in your pockets. Um, the reason why this is so unusual is that CJ and Flick, when I sell fish and bugs to them, will often give me more bells than I can fit in my wallet, but they don't have to comment about putting extra bells in my pockets. I mean, they basically give me the bells and then let me sort it out, which is probably how it should be. So this week, I guess having actual privacy over what I'm carrying in my pocket would be my one thing that I wish were different about ACNH. And this is the last point that I have. Um, I'm fully open to some of you not vibing with what I'm about to say. That's totally okay. We're all different. There is strength and diversity. Cool. But there are certain critters on my tiny island that bring a smile to my face and to my heart every time I see them. But chief among them is Queen Alexandra's birdwing. The colors on this butterfly, the size of it, and uh, the shape of the wings, um, the way that its droopy wings look like floppy dog ears when a dog is running I uh, just adore this butterfly. I will stop anything I'm doing to run and catch a Queen Alexandra's birdwing. I would like to know what is your favorite ACNH critter and why? So if you have answers for me for any of those questions, I would really like to hear from you. Just be sure to tag me on Twitter or Instagram at Tiny Island Diary or send me an email at tinyislanddiary at gmail.com. Uh, we will feature all, you know, reader engagement as uh, appropriate as it comes up and as planned in future episodes, little shouts out. So be sure to engage and tell your ACNH friends about this podcast. We are pretty much anywhere that they would want to listen. One way to help people find the podcast that neither you nor I know is if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just, you know, rate and review would be great. But if all you can do is just click the five stars, just, you know, one extra click in your day, that will go a long way in helping people find the podcast. So dear listener, thank you. Thank you. And thank you again for tuning in over these past nine weeks. Sometimes podcasting in a pandemic truly does feel like living on an isolated island in the middle of the ocean and it really does kind of feel like speaking into this microphone and sending the recording out is like sending out a message in a bottle. And it's just way more fun to know that you are out there. So thank you for listening. And until next week, bye. Bye.